We are back. We are back. And Alan, it feels so good to be back. Feels so good to be back. Daniel, why don't you set the scene a little bit? Okay. 9 p.m. No. Bro, it's 5. Bro, oh, right now. Oh, our scene right now. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I was going a little bit into the past. It's all good. Um, Right now, we're just, you know, sitting in our, our apartment. Wait. We're not in our apartment. We're in our brand new studio, coming to you guys from the from Night Hall, from the Merrill College School for Journalism at Maryland. We would like to thank them for giving us access to their facilities, and it's beautiful. We're in a soundproof booth that we had way too much fun with. A little bit. Let's clarify in case anyone's listening. We just open and close the door. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it sounds like soundproof headphones, you know, like the, the Bose. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's, that's what, what I came is. up with. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. You know, shout out to the University of Maryland as a whole, stay in school, kids, if that's what you want. Um, yeah, we're very excited for the opportunity to you know hopefully take our audio to the next level. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts on it. Um, it's getting a little bit electric in here. Yeah, just the energy. It's time to dive into the current. The current. So now I'm going to set the scene for for last night, 9 p.m. Our flag football squad taking the field. Playoffs. Playoff game. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a rough start. Gave up a pick six. But, you know, we bounced we back. Were up, we were winning. We were winning six were, nothing, yeah. And then we gave up a pick six, seven. They, they got the extra point conversion. And uh, then it was uh, seven six, and then we scored every possession after that. I don't think we had a. You, oh, no. Did we throw a pick? I don't know. Yeah, we, one. There was one pick in there. Was it you? No. No. Was it Jacobson? Oh. <laughs> after my sixty yard drive, I drove us down. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel, you were saying like after they got the extra point, extra points aren't gimmies. It's like not gimmies. It's like if the Browns were trying to kick an extra point. Right. Not a gimme. Not a gimme. And we looked like the Kansas City Chiefs offense. A little bit. We put up forty six points in a running time flag football game. We had one player, he goes by Tyke, that absolutely killed it. What do you have? Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. He had like two picks or something. He had. It wasn't just his stats; it's how he did. Yeah, it. he mossed a guy in the end zone. It was nice. And then he went up to the referee, tried to five high five her. It was like, he's like mossed him, and we're like, we're like dude, it's it's you can't high five the ref, but he was <laughs> pumped, so it was good. And then he picked. He had like a like a ridiculous like tip interception on the next play or something. Well, Shout out to our awesome. whole squad. You know, did, did I, uh, we're rolling. Did I try to bring back the did ship? Did I throw a conversion to you? No, I I ran a conversion in. Oh right! I finally con- found the end zone for the first time with a one point conversion. First time all season, find making it to the promised land, and uh, it felt it felt good. It felt really good. Yeah, and as you guys know, I'm the garbage time QB. And so did you throw a touchdown? No, I I got a lot of flack on Joe Flacco. Ooh. I got a lot of flack. Uh, for giving up, uh, allowing a wildcat formation on the two-yard line after I led us on a 60, 70-yard drive. And did you re- the pl- the, when Sowell threw an interception, that was my drive. Oh. When I brought him in. So the starting quarterback, who I respect so much, uh, gave me the, gave it to me a little bit, saying, Alan, it's your drive, you got to finish it. <laughs> and you live and learn. Just... Just for context, it, it was, at that point we were up by like twenty-five to thirty points, so it wasn't that serious. Uh, we, we take our quarterback we job do take very our, seriously. I I had one play at quarterback, scrambled Tim Positive Tebow, flag. Tim Tebow style. Don't Ooh. you don't need the arm? Just give can me a lane. Can we talk about Tebow real quick? Yeah, sure. So it is the current, and there was some exciting news from the New York Mets organization. They really? announced that Tim Tebow will be starting the season in AAA. Really? He's almost there. He's almost there. Wow. He's going to make the majors. I think he will. And I don't think it will just be as a uh, no, as a publicity stunt. He actually can play. Like, he can? A little bit. He got Before his injury, he was hitting over 300 in June and July. That's I good. think 340 even in one month. 
Yeah, it's double A baseball, but I can't do that. N- neither can I. Actually, we don't know that. We've never given I mean, it a shot. I mean, these guys are throwing like 95, probably. 95 is fast. Or, I feel like they're either throwing 95 or 88 with awesome control. 95 yeah, like, with no like control, 88. go crazy. Yeah. yeah. But so, I, yeah, probably not. Um, but if you're a minor league pitcher and you want to c- come throw us some BP, you know, hit us up and, you know, we're, we're down. I have a friend on Maryland baseball team that throws the mid-90s. Hey, let's do some BP. Nope. Why not? I'll do it. Okay, fine. As long as you you want prom- a number? I'll give it to you now. If he promises <laughs> if he promises not to hit me, I'll do it. Okay. But I, I also, we want, like... we want access to the field also. I feel, I, have I been at, on the field? At all times. We oh, want God. constant access to the field. I think you can hop the fence. You, can you shouldn't. Right you can walk right through the door. Yeah, it's open. It's normal. usually open, yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Now we know. So that's the Mets. Uh, Daniel, and that's our flag football team. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated for our next we're, we're matchup next we're week. Next Thursday night. So actually, we'll probably have to tell everyone two pods from now. Okay. Because we're not going to, we're going to play after we release the next pod. Okay. But we'll give you guys an in-depth preview how we're maybe feeling. Maybe we'll... Can we have a mic'd up segment? Oh, maybe. If we could find a way to do that without interfering with our play. That'd be the funniest I guarantee thing. it's not allowed, though. They, don't, they would not know. They would think we're... What kind getting... of mics do you have? Like, do we have... Well, I'll reach out to ESPN. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. By the way, we'd like to announce our uh, equipment sponsorship from ESPN, <laughs> the, the worldwide leader in sports um, based in Bristol, Connecticut. ESPN has been just featured on most televisions, um, and we're really happy with this partnership. Um, quick message: when it happens, yeah, when it happens in the future. Quick message: um, if you work at ESPN, you're listening. Thank you. Um, we don't actually. We know we're not sponsored by you. Um, we're we're not trying to get sued. Yeah. But if you do, please do it in the most public way possible to help increase our findability. Thank you. Amazing, Daniel. You're the happiest camper these days. Why are you the happiest camper? I'll answer that question. Answer. College basketball. It is back. You guys should see the smile. You can probably hear the smile, honestly. I'm very happy. Um, So we had the Champions Classic. We're going to get to it. We have a little college basketball preview today. Um, We're going to get to what happened in the Champions Classic. But just in a word, Alan, I think you know my thoughts on the Champions Classic. One word on the Champions Classic. Awesome. No. False. Lit. No. One word. More descriptive. Duke. Correct. The word is Duke. Um, Duke hung 118 points on number two ranked Kentucky um, in one of the most dominating performances I've ever seen in college basketball or in basketball in general outside of the Warriors. Um, I've seen some pretty dominating ones. I, I guess maybe like some Cavs playoff games where they hit like a million threes. Uh, in high school, I think we once hit 100 and another team had like 13. Oh, I've been dominated in high school basketball that much. I've been dominated too, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've I, also... I lost the game once 71 to 30. Um, Dude, that's that was the first start of my varsity career. Shout out to Grace Brethren um, out in Clinton, Maryland. I once lost a soccer game against a prep school in the state tournament, like 11, 12, nothing. I once lost a baseball game uh, 28 to 4. Um, and that's the game they decided to put in the paper. So I have a picture of that. There's no box score. Um, it was not pretty. I think I actually had like an RBI that game. Have you ever seen your name in the paper? It's really cool. I have. It's so cool. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. Do they spell it right? They do because it's, it's entered by like someone on like. Yeah, it's fun. But that was the one baseball game we had in the paper. That was my sophomore year. Uh, that wasn't pretty. Um, and also, it's not like it's not like we played the full like seven innings. We lost twenty eight to four in four innings. <laughs> we gave a, it took us thirty five minutes to get an out in this in the second. Oh my god. We were up three two and we're how like, many pitchers? Uh, three or four. We just like we didn't really throw our top guys. We just like put put guys who like wanted to try pitching and that kind of elongated the whole thing. High school baseball. High school baseball. What a time. We turned it around. We had a, you know, we were five hundred my senior year. Speaking of turning it around, what what did you do to your phone last night? Oh, I did. I turned it upside down. Why? Because Le'Veon Bell and all the other people copying Le'Veon Bell forced me to. <laughs> Alan, that was probably your best transition. I was like, what did you... Oh, wow. I did not you see that chemistry, though, that you were able to know what I, I was talking about. I picked it up. About. Also, we have an, uh, a little outline. 
I was like, what's the next thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, you're giving away the secrets of the trade. Yeah, but that's part of... We're raw. It's, it's, we're raw. Yeah, we're it's real. real. It's real. Love that. What is it? This is like... We're showing you guys the secrets of this production because it's very high-tech. It's very sophisticated. I mean, with a new recording studio and all. 100%. Uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell tweeted upside down. Uh, let me pull up the tweet and then turn my phone around. <laughs> this is, this but is... even when you turn it around, it's not perfect. Right, like, it's, I don't know how you do it like this. It's weird. Let's see. Um, oh, my recent searches. Maybe I'm done. Uh, okay, Alan. Yeah. I'm about to pull it up. I'm just using this to... I'm, I'm, so, so can I, I tell a quick dad joke? Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, I just dropped one today. Oh, here's one. Shout out to my boy Mitch Hedberg, rest in peace. Um, Good comedian. Great comedian. Um, if you want to eat a lot of something, eat rice. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Okay, so first he tweeted, "Bro, Duke is going crazy right now." That was right side up. It's also true. Then you flip around your phone and you see, just about everybody has an opinion on my wife and worried about what I'm doing. Don't. I don't know how he got the J's. It's like Arabic. It's, I think it's Arabic, but it's upside down. It's like an upside down J. Don't judge me off of my off my decision because maybe this isn't what you do, but most people don't take the time to just simply read between the lines. And that's clearly on them. I'm not apologizing for what I believe is right for myself, family, and the rest of my peers, period. Also, if you're really finding the time to figure out what I'm saying, you proved my point. It's true. I mean, I don't know why it's proved, proved my point. But, but one, one second, Daniel. Let's break it, this down. It's important to understand listeners. Daniel didn't bring that up. He knew it by heart. He memorized it. I definitely did not memorize it. Daniel memorized it. That's how he's spending his time at school. Yeah, go ahead, as you were saying. Uh, firstly, I'd like to um, deny those accusations. Um, and secondly, uh, I'd like to discuss this with Leveon Bell tweet, as I have thought about it extensively. Um, Duke was going crazy. Oh, wrong. <laughs> um, I think Le'Veon Bell is feeling the heat, but at the same time, I don't. He, he's not really... He's very been very cryptic this whole process. For for those who are not aware, he has not Le'Veon Bell, the star running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who knows for how long, um, has not played this year. The Steelers have looked just fine without him. James Conner, um, of, of Pittsburgh University lineage. I don't know. I don't think I said that right. Whatever. He went to Pittsburgh, and <laughs> <laughs> he um he has been dominating, kind of doing very similar things to Le'Veon Bell, more of a smash mouth runner. Le'Veon Bell more finesse, powerful. but he's also been doing very well out of the backfield and also. You know, running the ball and, you know, as a receiver. Similar to what Le'Veon Bell does. So Le'Veon Bell is kind of coming out and saying, like, you know, I have my own agenda here. I'm work, I'm doing my own thing, which I respect. But um, at the same time, you know, he hasn't really been super expressive about the whole thing. Yeah, it's his life. It's his career. He can do what he wants. Uh, I, don't, I really don't mean to critique him. It's just, yeah, I don't really know what he's saying here. I guess he's saying don't, don't judge. Can I tell you my spin on it? Yeah, spin it. Uh, I think, have, have we talked about this on the past with the Earl Thomas injury? Yeah, we did. I think so. Yeah, just just to reiterate that a little, what he's doing does make sense for him and his family. He is yeah. one of the greatest running backs of all time, specifically of our generation. I wouldn't. He, of all time, 100%. I wouldn't. Can we bring up the stats? We can bring up the stats. Let's but bring like, up the stats. But, but limited. You're going to see a multiple-time pro bowler, someone that, here, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, Alan, he's had three seasons with over 1,000 rushing yards. That's three seasons. Um, and, he, and he had one year with over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and two years with over 1,800 yards from scrimmage, which is very, very good. Um, at the same time, never had yards per carry more than five. Five. One of the best of our generation. One of the best of our generation. He is a very, very good running back now, but he's only been in the league for five years, and he's only played 62 games. Right. So but he, des he deserves to get paid. He definitely deserves to get paid. Uh, my question is, is this helping him or hurting him? Helping him 100%. You think so? I mean, I, obviously with the injury, but at the same time, I, I feel like there are... Uh, red flags in terms of the lack of communication between him and the team. I'm not saying like I, I, I he, should, he should look out for himself first and foremost, right. but at the same time, looking and looking out for himself. You know, I'm not Le'Veon. 
obviously. I feel like maybe we'd have more listeners if I were Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Do you or wish not. I, do you wish I was Le'Veon Bell? Dana, I wish I just want you to be you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Be happy. Nice. Healthy. And we want Le'Veon to be happy and healthy too. Agreed. But at the same time, not playing and kind of in the, the idea that, you know, one could argue that he is letting his team down while looking out for his best interest, which makes sense. Maybe that hurts his value on the open market. Reading in between the lines, I don't think he's going to play again this year. I, if you I ask mean, me today. I mean, doesn't he have to be back this week? I heard that they found a clause within the CBA that could make him a free agent. Really? Yes. And you know what he said? He said you have to read between the lines in the tweet. Maybe he's reading between the lines. Whew. Also, I heard he's back in Pittsburgh, though. But, hey, maybe he just wanted to go home a little bit. Maybe. And, and I think it's going to cause a serious locker room issue if he comes back halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's concerning because I think there, there's going to be a lot of tension. But I think regardless, if Le'Veon comes back, you'll still you'll still see Connor getting eight to twelve carries a game. Oh yeah, Connor's deserved uh, the touches that he's got, and he deserves to continue to be a factor in that offense. So I don't know, but it's it's a weird thing. There has not been that much. There's a there's not a lot of information that we have right now, and a lot of information that we want. So right. we have to see. I I feel like this is all gonna come out like next year, and they're gonna make like a thirty for thirty about it, and it's gonna be like this. Like who knows? Nah, players Tribune. Players Tribune. You're right. Good call. Good call. I know. I know. That's why I said it. Created by Derek Jeter. Created by Derek Jeter. Shout out to the captain. Uh, Derek, if you're listening, um, anytime you want to come anytime. on, just let me know. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Yeah, if you want to reach me, doesn't matter where. Doesn't, doesn't matter, matter when. when. Oh, it doesn't matter when, is it? Where? Yeah. Oh, two times. When, it doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter when. I'll be to the, here to the, the very end. end. Through danger, danger through trouble, trouble. I'm there on, on the, the double, double play. You know that you always get caught. I thought impossible. No, I thought it's you know you can always call. Oh, I have no you know idea. You can always call. Can. Possible. Oh, that makes sense. Call me, reach call me. Call me if you want to reach me. Call me beep. She used a beep. beeper. Is it beep or beep? It definitely it's beep. beep. That yeah. changes everything. It's impossible. <laughs> used a beeper. Yeah. So, that's nuts. We got to move on to Derek. Yeah, we do. But Derek, Derek Jeter, um, call me, beep me if you want to reach me, or Alan, um, and you want to come on the pod. Um, you know how to reach me. Yeah. It's, you know, on Twitter, Facebook. I think he has my Instagram. Mom. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. that wraps up the current. Now now we gotta gotta take the first chunk. We gotta nail this segment, okay? Okay, We're let's talking do it. college hoops. Okay, let's go. College hoops. Daniel, we gotta start off with the most pressing story of this season, in my opinion. IMO. Duke basketball team. What are your instant thoughts after watching them play? Whoa. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Wow. It was crazy. Like, I was watching. I'm like, is this, is this happen? Like, look at the score. Like, it was like 24 to 11, 24 to 10. I'm like, what? What's happening? Like, Kentucky is stacked. Like, if people are coming away from this thinking like, oh, Kentucky's like not talented. They're not good. They're not going to be a contender. That's not true. Um, they're really good. They're still going to be contender to win the SEC. A contender to, you know, be a top two or three seed in the country. Not overall necessarily. I mean, they could be. They were preseason ranked number two for a reason, and Duke just came in there and smoked them. Like, Kentucky's talented, and Duke just smoked them. The trio of Cam Reddish, Zion Williams, and R.J. Bear looked unstoppable, but also it just looked so easy. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like they're like, like this was a superhuman performance for them. This like looked run-of-the-mill, and they, th- they, they put up 118 points. Crazy. Number two team in the country. In a 40-minute game. In a 40-minute game, when, like, and like they 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 were they didn't stay in the whole game. There, it wasn't like going for the whole game. Like like Zion played like twenty five minutes and put up twenty eight points on twelve shots. If, if if you're an NBA GM, who who excites you more at this point, Barrett or Williamson? Uh, I'm excited for I'd be excited for like the unknown of Zion Williamson. But I, I, I still think Barrett's the top prospect. So if I have the number one pick, I'm going Barrett. Me too. At this point, just because, like, so polished. The jump shot's more there. He fits Natural in, score. Natural score. He fits into, like, what you want from 
and also like defensively, he has a lot of potential in terms of his, his quickness, his length, um, and his um, ability to guard multiple positions. So I'd say Barrett, but Williamson, like he has, it's it's this factor like you sometimes get when you're watching LeBron or watching Steph, where like you have no idea what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You're like, this next play could be the most ridiculous play I've seen in a long time. Like Steph may pull up from forty, LeBron may. LeBron you know, doesn't do that often. But let's say young LeBron, twenty to twenty-seven year old LeBron, like where like he might like get an alley oop and like do a windmill and like or like Vince Carter type stuff. Mm-hmm. So Zion Williamson, not just with dunking, like. He had a block in the game where he just caught the ball, like he was like blocked it and then just caught it and then took it on the break through a perfect bounce pass to Barrett for an N one. That play, I was like, yeah, "What is? Awesome. What are we watching? This game, it, it's it, the game is being played on two different levels right now. There's Duke and how they're playing. There's like the four fresh. I didn't, I didn't include Trey Jones. I'm gonna get to him. And then there's Kentucky. They're like playing regular basketball and Duke's just playing like superhuman basketball. So they look like a juggernaut." I think I would say they're probably, based on that performance, the favorite to win the national t- national championship game. Before, I'd probably say it was Kansas, just based on they're also stacked, and they also had a big win in the Champions Classic. Um, What's the roots of the yeah. Champions Classic? I think it started like eight years, seven years ago. It's just a nice way to, like, it's a showcase who, for the beginning of the year. Who plays those four teams always, always Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky, and they rotate who plays who. I, I think that's awesome, specifically because if you're a top team, you want to start off by playing to your greatest potential, by playing against the great opponents. And, like, it, 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 it's really interesting how that is the total opposite of what college football usually is. In college mm-hmm. football, right. you normally see uh, they have a warm-up game. Well, but, not, not always. There, there are some, like, top games. Like, I remember week one this year, like, Auburn played Washington. Mm-hmm. And like that's like a top. It was a top ten. At I'd the say time, for the most 10. part. Though. For the most part, like most of them just play like gimmies. But it happens in college basketball too. Right. But that that's why I'm saying. And, it's then, awesome and then like a few is. weeks from now, we get into tournament season. You get Maui Invitational. You have the Battle for Atlantis. You have other ones, different sponsor names. But like the, that's when you have like, like we, we may see Gonzaga play Duke in Maui, and Gonzaga stacked. We're gonna get to them in a little bit. Um, but yeah. To sum it up, Duke's looks really good. They look really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw something really interesting. Um, our sponsors from ESPN, right? Uh, they were talking about Jalen, Jalen Smith, and Stephen A. Smith. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Jalen Smith. Shout out to the Terps. See, I'm I'm just bleeding, red, black, and red, black, and gold. Gold, gold, red, black, and gold. Uh, so, uh, Jalen Rose. They were discussing whether Zion Williamson would have started on the Fab Five. Yes, he would have. You think so? Well, that's not a question. Zion Williamson is a generational talent. What was in it in terms of like just, was, who who were the Fab Five? It was like Jimmy King, Jalen Rose, um, Chris Webber. Chris Webber started anywhere. He's also that same type of like stud. Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard and. Um, Ray, Al, Al, Ray something. Albrecht. Albrecht. Spike Albrecht. Spike Albrecht. <laughs> Spike Albrecht. Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about King. I feel like. I, I feel Williamson would start. He would start. Okay. It, it, there was like well another play where he said like this quick crossover and then he just floated to the basket and then just viciously threw it down. Were you watching that? You said. Who's Zion? Yeah. Uh, he, he did five that five times. Yeah, it, it's just. The quickness how he moves are like he's the size of like a big defensive lineman and he moves with the quickness of like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny. People talk about like what if LeBron played wide receiver? People realize LeBron's six eight. Like a tall wide receiver is like six four. Right. LeBron would probably be really good at wide receiver. I'd yeah. say. I wonder what his forty time is. Probably in his prime, like really fast. Four seven. No. Faster. Yeah, faster. I'd say like four, four four in his prime. Wow. In, in his athletic prime. I mean, his athletic prime four four. Mm-hmm. Strides. Think about strides. True. Once he gets going, it's scary. Right. So, I'd say like I'm saying like young LeBron, mm-hmm. like four and, four. And Daniel Trey Jones. What are your thoughts on on him? I really like Trey Jones. He's a stabilizer for them. Didn't turn the ball over. He played like 35, 36 minutes. Who, who brings the ball up? Trey Jones. Okay. I mean, sometimes like. Yeah. Cam or Zion or RJ would get a rebound and just go. Mm-hmm. And they're two years younger than us. Just 
Let that sink in. Um, <laughs> um, and a lot more than two years cooler than us. Oh, 100%. But, you know, if they want to come on the pod, and we can we can see who's cooler in person. 100%. Yeah. It would be a tight squeeze in here. It would be. I, I, I was thinking more phone. Okay. They're a couple, like, hundred miles away. So. Okay. But if they, want, if they want to come here. Would you fly there if we had an interview with them? Yeah. Okay. Would you? Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Can you, can't you imagine just us and the three of them? That'd be cool. Like, and, and Zion's going to be like, man, like, never thought this day would happen. Like, I'm sitting here with Sock and Shaw. We'll be like, and we'll be like, we get that all the time. Yeah, I know. Rick Barry said the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when, when we got on the phone with him, it's like, Mr. Barry was like, Alan Daniel, how you doing? And we're like, what's your name again? <laughs> um... Just for context, if you want to listen to it, it was great, and that's not what happened. Um, we're very appreciative to have him on, but very. I'm sure he's just as appreciative to have come on. I'm sure. One could one could argue. One could argue. Who's to say? Yeah, so you were calling uh, Jones the stabilizer. Yeah, I, the last time Duke won a national title with a lot of freshmen was 2015. Their point guard, Tyus Jones, Trey's older brother. Tyus was more of a scorer. Originally drafted by the Cavs, if true, I recall correctly. True, and then immediately traded, traded to the Timberwolves. And is that what started their organizational downfall? No. They won a championship that year. But <laughs> or the next, the following year. Um, so, no, it didn't. But maybe maybe it did. Um, so, I think that's what you have to really consider in this debate. Did trading Tyus Jones cause LeBron to leave? Um, we'll just leave that for everyone to ponder. But back to Trey Jones. Defensively, you know, he's going to hound the other team's point guard can rebound well, doesn't turn the ball over, can hit the occasional jumper, not as good of a shooter as his brother, but a better athlete. That's what people are saying. You know, he has that quickness in the open court. He had a few moves like quick behind the backs and pass it to an open man. They moved the ball really well. They had 21 assists, four turnovers, which is crazy for any college basketball wow. team, especially in their first game, especially a team with most with, with mostly freshman contributors. And big-name recruits. Right. Normally you don't see Normally that. Normally you don't see that. Have you had yeah. a chance to check out that behind the scenes of Duke? Yeah, I watched the first, like, six episodes. How was it? Really cool. Really I, cool. I almost Earn watched everything. it. Uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Crazy. Do I know Do you? I know you? <laughs> uh, Daniel, was it... Do you have the free trial or you no, subscribe? No, I, I, I'm, I'm subscribed. For this month, at least. Also, watch, it's really good for watching, like, mid-major college basketball games. Mm-hmm. So, it's really good for that. So, you just tune in to ESPN Plus. There's, like, 30 games Since on. Since I'm a right? sophomore, am I considered mid-major? Yeah. Wow. And I play basketball, kind of. So, mid-major so basketball player. mid-major basketball player. Wow. What an honor to have a podcast. It's like, crazy. for you to, with me. Yeah, but I'm also a mid-major basketball player. In that sense, I'm also a mid-major football player. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good times. Daniel, how's Villanova looking this year? I'm a huge Nova fan. They're they're looking good. You know, um, they scored 100 points in their opener against Morgan State. Um, They have a guy named Eric Pascal who's really good. He had like, I I forgot how many points. Eric Pascal with Clarion Johnson. Eric Pascal, Pascal Leclerc, hockey goalie. Nice. Pascal Leclerc, on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. No, you say like Leclerc and Foster. Leclerc and Foster. Yeah, that's better. Wait, is there like a Foster? Oh, Ursan Ilyasova. Foster, Foster Lawyer. Foster Lawyer is a backup point guard on Michigan State. Oh, that's a lot. What a name. Foster Lawyer. Who? Which name do you like better uh, out of the two Green Bay Packers? Um, Valdez Scalding? Scan- Scantling. Scandling. What? What's his name? Marquez. Marquez. I'm going to look it Valdez up. Valdez Scantling. Yeah, and then there's also like St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown? 100% Equinemius St. Brown. Really? Yeah. Equinemius Equinemius. Equinemius. Do you think since St. Brown sounds like State Farm, does it? No. No. But maybe that's why Rogers. Cold, like cold take. Cold take. <laughs> cold take. Ice cold. Ice cold. Um, but yeah, Villanova looks good. They also have Phil Booth, who had twenty points in the. He's been mash- there for so long. Yeah, because he um he got hurt, so this is like his fifth or sixth year. Basically. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's good he's on a scholarship, right? Yeah. So um, he's really good, and you know they have a guy named Colin Gillespie, who basically looks exactly like Ryan Archidiakono, who looked- and also plays like like I'm not just saying that because they're both like kind of undersized white point guards who can shoot. Uh, I'm just saying that because they, they actually look similar. Like, facially, <laughs> they look similar. That's a subjective thing, though, isn't it? I think a lot. A lot it's, I'm not the first one to say it. They actually look pretty What's similar. What's his name? Um, Colin Gillespie. Connor Gillespie? Colin. Colin Cowden. Um, they also have um, they have a guy named uh, Cole Swider, who's a stretch four, because he was a freshman. Um but yeah, that that's basically the. Oh, I forgot. They have a five-star recruit named Javon Quinterly. Um, for those familiar with Jelly Fam, um, he was like the second. He's like the vice president of Jelly Fam after Isaiah Washington on Minnesota. So um, he's a really talented, like creative point guard who can who's really, more of a scorer. Um, that he should be really good in Villanova's system. Like they they're really good at developing point guards. So that's something to watch. So that's Vill- Villanova. Also, want to talk some. Uh... Terrapin basketball. So Terps. Um, what are your thoughts? Game one. Game one. They beat Delaware, seventy-three uh, sixty-seven. Closer than it should have been. A lot closer than it should have been. We went on a run. You were there, actually. You you talk about it. I had to miss it. I was there. Um, so a couple of things. Well, one tough thing for me is like since I'm not a college basketball savant like Daniel. Stop it. It is important to keep things in perspective that Alan, these guys aren't going to be hundred percent polished. They're my age, younger. Maybe a little bit older, but younger, my age. Right. And it, it's like to remember to keep it within the perspective of college basketball. So I've been trying to do that. But overall, um, I'm impressed by the size that we have. Bruno Fernando and Jalen Stick-Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, do you prefer this or this? Well, for Sticks? Yeah. Were they doing that at the game? I was doing it. Oh, nice. With um, Oh, but... I guess this is an audio show. Um, Alan is um doing different things like. I'm either doing like a chopsticks type like of vibe, or, like, or an axe. Like, like sticks, like trying to like you know trying to like cause a spark or something. Okay. Something like that. Okay. So. I don't know. Both are good. Both yeah. are good. So I, I'm I was impressed with Smith. Um, very excited to see Fernando and Smith how they're going to play together. I was also, uh, Anthony Cowan Jr., our friend, uh, did not have a great game. It's true. It was okay. He's okay. Uh, one serious concern in my eyes is the lack of slasher, the lack of ability, the lack of a guy that's someone that create the, who, the fact that there's no one that can attack the basket caused the defense to collapse. I did not see. I, I I think Anthony is that guy, but we don't have a wing slasher. Right. I'm saying you you need in today's style of basketball, you need that wing guy. But I, I think Aaron Wiggins would develop into that. Okay. He's just a freshman. Also, Ayala got, got to the basket nicely. I caught a few minutes. What's his name? Eric Ayala, number five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. Nice he had a couple of rough moments. Too, he, yeah. I mean, it's their first game, and they're okay. not Duke freshmen, so like, there's a learning curve. Right. Like, in Steph Curry's first game, he had like ten turnovers or something. He's still doing it in the NBA. Not ten turnovers. He's he's never had ten turnovers. I bet you he's had. Maybe maybe nine. I don't know if he's had ten. Maybe he has. Um, but he uh, the next game he, you know, coach stuck with him, Coach Bob McKillop, mm-hmm. and uh, he had thirty. Hundred percent. So, but like for so like, it's a it's a it's a learning curve. You know they say has. never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. When I'm watching basketball, like I want to see someone hit me, like man, that guy can slash. Right, but sometimes you gotta. It's a process. Right. So, so we'll, we'll keep our eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, and, a lot and of also, you know, I thought, and obviously he's in the NBA now. I made the Kevin Herter joke, like, "Where's Herter?" Obviously, oh, man, how many times? Funny, and like people thought, "Oh, you don't know college basketball." I'm like, I know that yeah, much. I, I'm sock of the sock. <laughs> Uh, but Herter would have been an unreal oh, yeah. fit on this team. Unreal. Even Justin Jackson. Was he a senior? He was a sophomore, so, too. So the starting lineup could have been Cowan, Herter, Jackson, I would say, I, I probably, Sticks. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno. With, like, all the other pre- all, all the freshmen. All the then other who would the three bench guys be? Wiggins, Ayala, Bender. Morsell. Morsell. Ahead of Bender in the... I like Morcel. Like, like Mor- Morcel is like his jump shots actually got, got a lot. That's better. a team that could have made the Final Four. Yeah, 
Hundred percent. Like, like not like necessarily top ten. Like no, top that's 15, like a five top, seed. Of both came back, I'd say like they're <laughs> sorry, as a top fifteen team could be a top three or four seed. Really? That's what people. Not just me. Like, <coughs> like they're act. They're, they are. Those are some talented guys. Mm. But I, I think you know, I think Wiggins can become that slasher. But I don't think Herder's uh, stock was going to go up any. Further. It wasn't. He he dominated the combine. He had to go. Right. And he's been playing well. So you know, good for good for him. We're rooting for him. Uh, go Hawks in that regard. And the Trey Young regard. He's on my fantasy team. So and so was Kevin Herter. So um, I did not. I I drafted with, drafted with my heart a little bit. You always do that though. Yeah, but I also have a good team. But whatever. D- Daniel, if it's okay with you, can we hop the NBA a little bit? Yeah. Awesome, um, and but it's kind of like a college team, like the Washington Wizards. Ooh, I want to talk another about local semi another local college team, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. They read... were they were a college team that'd be stacked though, like John Wall, Bradley Beal, back in their college time. You're saying, or even now, like obviously now they're better, but you know, John Wall in college was something to behold. Yeah, he was he was explosive. I want I want to read. Uh, their roster, and I want you to tell me if it sounds like the second worst team in the East's roster. There's something weird going on there, okay? Uh, thank you to our friends Roto World for hooking us up with their depth chart. Having a website. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you to Basketball Reference for having a website. I'm going to just do a brief overview. John Wall, Bradley Beal, Austin Rivers, Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr., Kelly Oubre, Markeith Morris, Jeff Green, Jason Smith, Dwight Howard, and Jan Mahimi. Tomas Sotoransky. I love Tomas Sotoransky. Chase and Randall. I'm looking at it, too. <laughs> we don't need to say all of them. That's we true. Covered. In my eyes, that should be a playoff team in these. Yes. But at down. the same time, there's a lot more to it than pieces. It's like what I said about the Cavs like five times last year. They They have pieces, but they don't... And they, they fit, but they don't make a nice puzzle. The The reason why they were still able to be, do well is because they had the best piece, which is LeBron James. And that piece is awesome. It's mm-hmm. a really cool piece. It's like It takes up most of the picture, but the things around it didn't fit. Like They fit like physically, but it didn't. the picture didn't make sense. The Wizards, they have a few nice pictures, a few nice, few nice pieces. John Wall, Bradley Beal, like Dwight Howard has his moments. Uh, you know, Kelly... Um, um, uh, Kelly Oubre has his moments. Especially Jan Mahinmi, he doesn't really have his moments. Um, Otto Porter has his moments, um, his overpaid moments. Um, More overpaid Otto Porter, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Um, he just doesn't fit the modern NBA at all. But uh, Where was I? Oh, but the, but the pieces you put them together, it doesn't mesh. And to be fair, I've only watched the, the Wizards play one game this year, like live, and it was against the Warriors where Steph had like 51. So, whatever. But, like, they have guys who are good, but it just doesn't look like they're playing, like, cohesive basketball. They're not scoring like they should be, you know. And you can make the argument, the simple argument, like, oh, it's the Dwight Howard effect. Like, he, like, hurts team chemistry. I don't know if that's it. They weren't winning before. I, I think it's just... I think it's a wall Beal thing. It may be a wall Beal thing, but at the same time, it just may not... It may just be the pieces don't work. So, like, I'm... Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre are good, but they're good role players. They're not meant to be guys to like be relied on as a starters. I I think those two guys are very good sixth and seventh men. They're not starters. Can I, can I tell you the, the, the problem I have with what you're saying? I think in today's small ball NBA lineup world, there's no reason a John Wall, Bradley Beal, Porter, Markeith Morris, Jeff Green, or Kelly Oubre... That should be a really good lineup in today's NBA. Five guys that know how to. There's something going on there. I think I think there is too, but at the same time, it's not like. It's not like it's like the Raptors. Can, can I tell you what's going on? Actually, it finally hit me. They want to try and make the Sock and Shaw um, interview with the Duke guys happen. How? How? They want to be oh top four team in the like lottery trade. Trade John Wall for picks. No, for not pick. even. No, but they. Oh, they, all you're three. You want all three? I'll get just all going three. For one. Get all three. Have the Wizards get like the top three picks. Pick the three Duke guys. Keep them together, and then we're pretty close. In pro- we're pretty close to the DC area. Mm-hmm. We'll pull pull some connections. No, you know we, we we can figure it out somehow. And right uh, onto the court at the game. Next thing we know, we're in the locker room. You know, 
just hanging out, hanging out with the top three picks in the NBA draft, and getting some minutes. Yeah, and then and then we suit up, and that and that's when things get crazy, and that's when we, we write an article in the Players Tribune, and then there's a thirty for thirty because we get both. Yeah, and they're gonna call it sock and chaff. The story from podcasters of the, 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 the to pro athletes from from pod to pro, from pod to pro. Wow. Um, Daniel. If anyone wants to like write like a, a nice little trailer, like, or maybe we'll write it ourselves. I would have way too much fun. Me with too. That. Want to do it? Yeah, sure. Okay, we're we're making a trailer from Pod to Pro of us becoming professional athletes. It's happening. We're doing it. Um, check Twitter and Facebook. It'll be up in the next three months. There was <laughs> probably a, shorter, but who knows? Because you know, stay in school, kids. We have uh, work. I want to do a um, quick horns up segment. Let's bring it. Kyrie Irving, Jamal Murray. Let's set some. Let's set some. Uh, Let's set the setting. Okay. That was not how I... Let's set the stage. There so we go. So, we're sitting in a soundproof room. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. and we're playing flag football. Yet, it's actually 5.50, but dark because of daylight savings. Uh, it's going to mess with our heads so much when we walk outside. Oh, 100%. I walked out of class yesterday. There's no windows in the classroom. I walk out. I'm like, oh, the sun. And then there's no sun. Good uh, Messing with your brain. But basically, Jamal Murray was having the game of his life in the NBA. Really talented player, you know, looking to make the leap. The Nuggets are what are they nine and two now? Yeah, they're nine and two. But at the time, they just became nine and one. He had forty eight on the Celtics on Kyrie. Really good game. You know, they were up by like five with a minute, with like five seconds left, and uh, he shoots a deep three to try to get to fifty or fifty one. Um, he missed it. Whatever. He ends up with forty eight. Whatever. He's like 20, 21, 22. basically our age, which is crazy. Um. And he just, you know, wanted to get a 50-point game. And Kyrie took exception to this, and he uh, chucked the ball into the stands, for which he received a $25,000 fine. Um, we're going to argue this out. Usually, our horns up, we agree. This time, we actually really don't agree. Um, this is real. This is going to be, you know, this is raw. We, we're actually going to have this argument, and we actually disagree with each other. So, strap in, folks. Let's Alan Brandt. No, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. My view is that Kyrie... Coin toss. Coin toss, who goes first? Do you yeah. have a coin? Uh, maybe. Okay. Do I have a coin? I don't think I have a coin. Okay. Oh, he has a coin. You want heads or tails? We're doing a well, I'll, I'll call it in there. In honor of Rashad. Are you going to flip it on? Yeah, I'll, I'll flip do it? the flip. Okay. Uh, I catch call... it with my right hand. If I'm... I don't think Or I no, it... it doesn't. I don't know. Okay. Ready? Oh, this feels right. Heads. Who is it? Tails. Ah, okay. You go first. Fine. So, okay, I think Kyrie's in the wrong. He should not have, you know, Jamal Murray is in a very similar spot to where Kyrie was a few years ago as a developing one guard with a score, with a, you know instinct to score. You know, very crafty, can finish well around the rim, has a good three-point shot. Similar position, but that's not really my point. My point is this. Kyrie got burned. He had a good game, but he got burned defensively by Jamal Murray. If you had a guy put up 48 on you, he can go for 50 whenever he wants because he torched you, you know? Let him have fun. Let, you know, in baseball, let the guys, you know, like, you know, open their jerseys running across home plate, you know, let them do bat flips. It's not disrespectful to the game just to get a shot, you know. Like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it myself, but, you know, I've never been close to 50 points. So, I don't really know. 2K. In right. 2K, I would yeah. definitely would have done it. Would have gone for 70. Um, <laughs> maybe more. But, you know, in my mind, you got burned. Deal with it. Take the disrespect. It's, it, 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 and I don't even think it's that disrespectful. He's just going for it. He beat you. Deal with it. Move on. Okay? Because, like, it happens. It, I, I don't think it's, like, trying to stat pad necessarily. I, I view it more I, I view it more as, like, just trying to get to that milestone. As opposed, stat, When I say it, I mean stat padding is, like, trying to get your points per game average up. Or, like, trying to, like, you know, get your stats to be, stats to be better. Not to reach a milestone. Like a guy who stays in way past his pitch limit to try to get a perfect game, or like a guy who like you know they feed the ball to him to try to break a scoring record, like it's not disrespectful. He's just trying to go for a milestone that who knows how close he's gonna get to again. A lot of talent, really great players don't reach the 50 point milestone, so who knows how close he was gonna get? He had a chance to shoot for it, and that and that's gonna go in, in like that's like something that goes in like in the record books. Okay. 
So why why not? I, I think Kyrie overreacted. You shouldn't throw the ball into the stands. You know, I understand the frustration, but I, I think there's a better justification for that he was frustrated as opposed to the fact that he felt disrespected by what Jamal Murray did. Bring it. Um, couple of things. One, uh, you, you were saying, I'm first going to share my opinion before picking your opinion apart, okay? I think. I don't know. All right. Basically, no, I'm going to go right for you. Um, so... Daniel, you were talking about in baseball, right? There are all these unwritten rules that that you think should be broken. The the one that thing you think should be broken. That I know. Talk about I do. This. I do. I do. But the one thing that you're missing is those are in the flow of the game. This is not meaning. At the end of the day, if you unbutton your shirt, it has while you're crossing home plate, it has nothing to do with um with the game. Just if not you, in the flow of the game. One second. Boom. Let me bring it. I was very respectful. You were very um, respectful. I'm sorry. I'm you're sorry. good. So, Batflip has no impact on the score or anything like that. That's energy. That's that's uh, excitement. That's awesome. In basketball, the respectful thing to do, you've seen it so, so, so many times, the dribbling out to end the game, that the it's emphasizing the importance of statistical records over respect for the game, which I really, really don't like. And in football, let's say they're trying to get someone a rushing record. Get football's different. Football, you play to the end. If they, if they give someone a, if they go for a rushing record when they could just be kneeling it, yeah, I think that's bad. I think that's wrong. I think, I think um, baseball, it's not really like that. Baseball, even if you let someone go 130 pitches, that's still within the game. Right. And and I, I think that at the end of the day it is unbelievably disrespectful. It's you just don't do that. And we've seen it time after time. And and I think the fact that he was going for fifty makes it worse than some of the other things you have seen. Sometimes like you've seen guys shoot a layup at the end and whatever, everything breaks loose and it's like, Okay, whatever. I I don't like that either, but I think it's even worse that he was going through a some I th- I think it's very low. I think it's a low move to just put stats first. I don't think he was putting stats first. I, I think he just the, he won the game for them. He was the fourth quarter guy. He beat. He he won the game for them. Okay. Yeah. That. But that 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 has no impact. Why not? He. Why should that give you the right to to break one of the most classical unwritten rules of it's basketball? Not really, it's, it's, Daniel, it's I, gar- not, it's, it's, it's I guarantee this, you, it's this you, level of sportsmanship. It's this level of sportsmanship that 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 is defined by like a softness that the opponent can't take it. Deal with it. You're an NBA player. You won a championship, Kyrie. Handle it. I think this came more from frustration of being outplayed than a frustration over a lack of respect for the game or whatnot. I guarantee you, know, you, you if you took stats, 99% of games don't end like that. Don't sure. end with a shot. You don't do it. You just don't do it. I understand that, but you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take that much offense with him doing it. I'm a bat. I, I consider myself a basketball purist. I like seeing things being done the right way. I just don't, I just don't view it as a problem. I think. People are just being overly sensitive to. It. I'm not saying you specifically. I understand your point of view. I feel like Kyrie would just like. I, I feel like he was just frustrated that he lost the close game, and he just put it on like he like channeled that into like oh this young guy he doesn't get it or whatever. But like, like it, it's such a non-issue. You know what Bill Simmons said about it? What? I'm asking. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Can we check it out real quick. Check it out. But while we're checking it out, um, I'm just gonna go on a little a little talk just because that's what we do when we um discuss things. Um, and it's about Twitter. Um, we are at fi- we lost two followers. We're at 596 followers. Um, we would really like to um, get to 600. We were at 600 last night, and now we're back down. Um, if you're a, a listener and you unfollowed us, um, um, that's I, I don't appreciate that. And neither does Alan, but um, but it's okay because you can do what you want. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but Alan, do you have the information? Oh, oh shoot! You want it for me? Oh, one second. Let's see. It's all good. Um. So, I'm a little hungry, guys. We're really excited for dinner. <laughs> By the time you hear this, I will hopefully already have eaten dinner, or else I will not be a happy camper. Hmm. Well, Bill Simmons is a Celtics fan, also. Okay. Whatever. So, Who cares? Okay. The point is. 
I, I I don't know. I don't I don't think it was that a big that big of a deal. I personally wouldn't have done it, but at the same time, I think people were just taking it a little too personally. Um, he crushed him. He won the game for the Nuggets. Let the kid have his moment. You know, mm-hmm. one for fifty. Not that disrespectful. There are different. Uh, By the it, way, you I, said fifty it, at the 50, 50 minute mark of our episode. Wow, that was nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Um. Well, hot take. Wrap right, hot it take. Up. Hot yeah. take right now. You know, it's getting late. Got to get to dinner. Get some food. You want me to? Uh, you need to be a happy take? camper. Bring it. I had something. Uh, this will not be my last interaction with Tim T- with uh, Trevor Bauer on Twitter. Ooh, that's for your those, hot take. For those that don't know that, uh, Trevor Bauer out. and I spent a lot of time together on Twitter this week. Um, Quality time. I we were discussing we were discussing his contract situation if he's going to stay with the Indians, and he was very responsive until I asked if he wanted to give my dad a. Uh, Excuse me, a drone lesson. Yeah, that they may have been uh, over the line because that's a pretty sensitive topic for him. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was very funny. I, I did too. I didn't think you got the, the the public response that you deserved. I agree. And I, I said, if we're in good years, don't do it over your free time. It was spring training. Right, right, right. I'll tweet yeah. at him a few more but, times. Yeah. So, and if you want to check it out, it's on Alan's personal Twitter. So, at Sockloff Allen, I think. At Sockloff Allen, not at our Twitter page, at Sock. Capital N Schaff. Love that. Um, do we have pod in there? No, we don't. No. Okay. And um, yeah, that's the hot take, you know. And we're going to try to get as many, you know, athlete connections, try to get as many athletes on the pod, you know. For the have, people. For the people. Have fun guests, you know, both in the sports media world and uh, athletes. Um, you know, we're hoping for a good guest next week. Stay tuned for that. Um, and, and until then, enjoy the week in sports. We're out. See you guys. Bye bye. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.